BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're debating whether or not the left has gone too far, and we are starting right now with the yes side in particular. JF, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. All right. It's a pleasure to be here. Since it was long during the uh, preparation of the debate, we spent time talking about circumcision. That was pretty fun. And I thank James for kicking uh, the female member of this debate out so that we could do so in a in a private male space where I felt comfortable to talk about my views. Has the left gone too far? Absolutely, it has gone too far. The question is not so much whether it has gone too far, is when exactly did it start going too far? In my view, somewhere around the 19th century. Uh, here's uh, someone having, left, uh, having lived in a leftist city, a man named Nat Friedman. On Twitter, he says, we moved out of San Francisco to Menlo Park a year ago after two meth addicts broke into our house while we were home and robbed us. They are both free now. The police who arrested them and were later forced to release them by the DA said these criminals were frequent flyers. We didn't want to leave San Francisco. We love it there. But we have a young kid and it seemed irresponsible to stay in a place where drug addicts commit home invasions to the point where they are called frequent flyers retweeted and replied to by Elon Musk today. The left has a problem of contact with reality. The great failure of the left is that it is based on a lie. This lie is this obfuscation of the fact of human evolution, human difference, human inequality. And the problem is that the left wants to not address how we could really make the world more equals, but they want to deceive themselves into a world that is impossible to reach, a racial gender utopia filled with lies, unsustainable. They don't have a solution where they would accomplish both their political project and also make it sustainable. Their projects are not sustainable because they keep farming worse human beings into our societies. It is quite simple if you're a farmer and you select the pigs that are the less fat in your pigs 
or cows or chicken, if you select the animals that are the less fat, you will end up with smaller animals. You will end up with less meat. We understood this as farmers for hundreds of years. Yet, when it comes to human society, leftists refuse to face the reality of evolution, the reality of you can't operate a society that has built-in uh, evolutionary structures, eugenic structures that reward lack of accomplishment, that reward poverty, that reward criminality. Uh, and the case that I've read from Nat Friedman, someone fleeing San Francisco, is not rare at all. It is so common that it is now statistically detectable. A title on the Daily Mail here, Woke Exodus, California and New York have each lost more than half a million residents since April 2020 as people flee due to surging home prices and out-of-control crime. So the proof that leftism is failing, has gone too far, is that people are choosing away from leftism. Of course, they may not know that they're fleeing leftism. They think they're fleeing taxes. They think they're fleeing crimes. They think they're fleeing COVID-19 tickets. But the reality is those are symptoms of leftist cities and how they uh, implement their political project. We see a crime rise uh, from starting somewhere around 2015. Uh, this crime rise is mostly underlined by an effect in the city. So since 2015, and crime had been going down and down for decades, but since 2015, the trend has been reversed. And this trend, is be this trend has been reversed because uh, we, we are faced with people going soft on crime because we don't put people in jail anymore. The entire system of leftism is also based on an economic lie, the lie of the money supply, the lie that is operated by the Fed, the fact that if I look at a graph between 1980 and 2015, what do we see? Growing and growing, ever-growing money supply. So why do leftists need money supply? Because if, if you have a money supply expansion, you control an economy, you, con you, you devalue the value of the conservatives who are, sa who are natural savers of money, who are naturally uh, economically sound, and you end up injecting money in the system through your own ways, which ends up employing a bunch of useless workers in big tech in California and in other systems that benefit from this constant rise, uh, which can be easily drained by the private sector by, by simply selling, uh, selling stocks so that they can drain the, these flows of, of monies toward them. That's how they acquire control of a place. They end up employing large amounts of workforce that are absolutely useless. Elon Musk has proven that with Twitter. You can basically fire 70 to 80 percent of people in current big tech and you have zero effect that is negative on your company. Uh, leftism has went too far with schools, with the assumption, the false assumption of leftist and Marxist to th that everyone is fixable, that everyone can be helped if they're just given the chance. Uh, education outcomes in Chicago's lowest performing public schools uh, only 25% of students in Chicago's lowest performing elementary schools met state standard. Only 5% of students in Chicago's lowest performing high schools met state standard. We are sending 100 people to that school, these worst schools. 
90% of them, 95 out of 100, would end up not meeting state standards. So we're, we're hosting schools where people don't learn. That is the great lie of leftism. We're going to make it look like we're trying to fix it. We don't know how to fix it. There's no way to fix it. That's what the leftists don't want to hear. There is simply no way to fix certain human beings on earth, and you better build a wall around them and run, or they will come at you and they will make your life impossible to live. We've had a recent, uh, a recent case of trans extremism, another illustration of leftism gone too far. Trans Tennesseans face backlash after school shootings. That's a title at Reuters. Of course, uh, evidently, the, the shooter that has, been, uh, that has been shooting people in a school recently was motivated by leftist ideology. Uh, we don't get to see their manifesto. And yet, whenever someone from the right wing does a shooting, we, we get full publicity around the manifesto. Why is that? Because the leftists in power don't want you to know that some people died recently because they were targeted by a trans-extremist ideological shooter who wanted to kill Christians. Absolutely horrible. And the lie that they put on top of it is to hide you from these facts. Uh, Jan Miles Chung's on Twitter yesterday, California school board votes to uphold so-called parental secrecy policy for transgender students. Here's another point of failure of the left. This takeover of parental rights, this takeover of gender identity control over children with the goal of making them non-reproductive and condemning them to life of psychological suffering for the rest of their life. If, uh, if there was a, if you could take trans ideology and radical LGBT activism and roll them into a cylinder, add a filter to them and smoke them, you would have to label this ideology as one of the most destructive ideology possible. It comes with probably bigger consequences than becoming a tobacco smoker. And yet, it's an ideology that circulates freely in our school, destroys the life of our children, and they're setting the legal system up so that you, as a parent, can never get to know. Two more points of failure before we move to us very quick. Censorship. Look at my impressions. This is my impressions on my Twitter account between 2016 and 2023. Look at what the leftists have done here. They've deprived millions of people from hearing my view as a scientist, from hearing the facts I bring, and that's the authoritarianism of leftists gone too far. And finally, in case you wonder whether this is all good for women, let's talk about women. Conservatism is the best thing you can do to a woman to lower her depressive scores to the lowest. Whereas Embuing her with liberalism, and here we see the evolution from 2005 to 2018, the, the, the females with the most depressive affect are female liberals, the line in blue here. Whereas the females who are the most happy are the line in red, the female conservatives. So it's not even helping females. So why are we going on with this slide that leftism is as I'm giving it to you? Ready in for red. All right. So I'm also taking the affirmative on uh, that leftism has indeed gone too far. And um, 
You know, I think we, I want to be clear in terms of the scope of what I mean by leftism, just for purposes of clarification. In my view, I, I don't want to get too bogged down into semantics. I think leftism is something right now, at least, as far as what most people mean by it, something pretty unique to the post-Bernie Sanders failure uh, American politics. So to me, when most people talk about leftism today, especially the rise of the radical leftism and so on and so forth, it was a result of the failure and impotency of the concrete left-wing politics politics of Bernie Sanders. So back in, you know, um, 2015, 2016, nobody was under the impression that Bernie Sanders was an example of leftism gone too far. There may have been some voices saying that there may have been actually the most amount of voices that would be uh, affirming that would be from the Democratic Party. Hillary Clinton would probably be like, oh, yeah, Bernie Sanders is leftism gone too far. But as as far as society was concerned, I think that would be pretty contentious and not really self-evident. Um, but after the failure of Bernie Sanders and his own failure to address uh, address that failure, like he continued to endorse Hillary Clinton and got reabsorbed by the Democratic Party machine, everyone started to see leftism as just the horrible wokeism bullshit that everyone's always hated. Um, but now there was no real concrete left-wing politics, such as the populism of Bernie Sanders, to be a counterweight to that. So that all that was left of leftism, pretty much, was just the woke bullshit. Now, let's be clear. In terms of politics, we have a ruling class, right? We have a ruling class, in my view, which completely controls everything about the political system in the U.S. Donald Trump was a fluke, an exception to the rule, and he's been put in jail for that very reason. I don't want to get off off uh, topic, but um, largely speaking, the things that actually concretely drive politics are not really aligned with a historically left-wing position, right? Billionaire oligarchs controlling everything about our political system, you know, that's not really what Robespierre uh, would have envisioned as far as a representation of his own politics, right? So I think we can be clear that the leftism that's gone too far is a reaction to the objective failure of any independent left-wing or left-wing populistic kind of politics. So the question, has leftism gone too far? It absolutely has. There's been a total psychosis where the elite kind of professional managerial upper stratum of our society have this cultural agenda and this agenda for what they consider to be a what social mores and norms and cultural norms should be that is completely disconnected from the sensibilities of probably the overwhelming majority of people in this country. And the more people resist and push back against their agenda, the more they accuse these people of being under the influence of fascism or the reactionaries or they're evil and they're bad. When people could be apolitical, having no political views whatsoever, and they just have this almost instinctual, natural revulsion to what leftists are trying to pass off as the new norm. And look, after nearly a decade of failed uh, cultural agenda, the problem with leftism going too far now is that instead of reflecting back upon why their position is so unpopular and so grotesque, actually, to the majority of people, I, I'd be willing to die on that hill that most families, at least, 
object to the cultural agenda of the left overwhelmingly. Um, they just kind of continue to double down and adopt even more extreme decisions. An example of that is this whole narrative about a so-called trans genocide that's going around. Uh, because of the failure of that specific ideology uh, adopting the acceptance that it was expected to, there's now claims that, you know, oh, there's going to be a trans genocide, so we need to preemptively uh, strike and you know, I don't know how much I can say, but I think it's 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 leading to a kind of violent extremism. Uh, if you go to Seattle with Chaz, if you go to Portland, if you go to these hotbeds of these Antifa leftists, I mean, it's pretty much been normalized among them that violence against people just because they disagree with you and moreover disagree with you on things of what you consider to be culturally uh, acceptable is justified. You could be someone who does no harm whatsoever to anyone on any tangible level, but just because you openly object to their opinion on uh, gender or anything like this, they think violence against you is acceptable. So the question, has leftism gone too far? To me, seems pretty self-evident. It has. Uh, there needs to be a rude awakening uh, as, far, as far as the left, if there even is one, that they have been in a position of failure since the defeat of Bernie Sanders in 2016. Nobody's gone back to the drawing board and figured out why that was. They've decided to just go in these other directions, which have been a total disaster, uh, in my view. So I think that's all I'd say to that. Thank you very much for those opening statements. And want to say, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, I am your host, James. We want to say, first, we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from, politically left, politically right, you name it. We are glad that you are here. We are a neutral debate platform. And, folks, if you have been living in a cave on Mars with your fingers in your ears and you didn't know about our in-person conference happening in two weeks... Check out the bottom right side of your screen. DebateCon 3.1 by Modern Day Debate is our third conference. It's in Fort Worth, Texas on Saturday, April 22nd. You don't want to miss it. Links to the in-person tickets are in the description box. And in the description box, if you're like, oh, James, I'm too far from Fort Worth. That's not going to work for me. Don't worry. We actually have. If you throw in a buck, it helps us support or take care of the co cost of the venue, and you get to watch the entire conference live from at home. Just a buck. So we're going to jump into the opening statement from Radical Coder and Ashley S., but do check out those links in the description box. As I mentioned, it's going to be a huge conference. Thanks very much. Ashley and Radical Coder, the floor is all yours. All right. Uh, so the terms left-wing and right-wing are political ideologies that originated during the French Revolution in the 18th century. The meanings and connotations of these terms vary depending on the country, region, or context in which they're used, but as a red-blooded American, I will focus on the left-wing of the U.S. In general, being left-wing is associated with advocating for progressive or liberal policies that prioritize social equality, government intervention, and collective action. Uh, I have a few categories and examples of policies in each of these categories that would fall under this uh, umbre these umbrellas. So uh, in terms of climate change, things like investing in green energy, uh, environmental protections, banning or at least limiting fracking, uh, incentives for reducing carbon emissions. Uh, also, I guess I didn't write this one down, but just acknowledging climate change. Um, economic and social justice uh, is another category. Uh, policies would be think like focus on things like gender and racial equality, uh, labor unions and worker rights, uh, progressive taxation, social welfare, voting participation, and 
reproductive rights, uh, in terms of education, things are going to be focused on increased funding for public education, uh, free college tuition and or uh, tuition reimbursement, uh, diversity and multiculturalism in curricula, uh, support for teachers and educator, educators, uh, universal access to early childhood education. Uh, in the healthcare department, we have a uh, public option for health insurance, uh, ideally some form of universal healthcare eventually, uh, price controls on life-saving drugs, increased access to preventative care, uh, criminal justice reform. We focus on things like sentencing laws, mandatory minimums, and alternatives to incarceration, uh, police reform and police accountability, uh, restorative justice and rehabilitation, and ending the war on drugs. These policies are generally consistent with the left-wing values of human rights, democracy, diversity and inclusion, compassion, solidarity, and cooperation. On the other hand, uh, being right-wing is associated with advocating for conservative or traditionalist policies that claim to prioritize individual freedom, limited government intervention, and personal responsibility. In theory, some of these values seem reasonable and perhaps even admirable. However, I believe in actuality, those values are best realized through policies that the right wing explicitly opposes, which would benefit the majority of people. For example, the right wing is currently obsessing over things like drag queen story hour, trans people having access to healthcare or bathrooms, critical race theory, where at least 15 states have introduced measures this session that would prohibit CRT and related concepts in all publicly funded schools. Nearly two dozen states have proposed legislation that would limit how teachers can talk about race and racism in the classroom, uh, restricting the reproductive rights of women. We just saw Roe v. Wade be overturned. Republicans have been cutting public school funding for years. Uh, Republican lawmakers in 43 states have introduced over 250 bills aimed at restricting the voting rights of tens of millions of people. These suggest to me that the espoused value of limited government is primarily focused on maintaining the interests of the wealthiest Americans rather than individual freedom, which they don't seem to have that much of an issue trampling over in the name of social conservatism. The values in reality that the right wing are pushing for, again, favor the interests of the wealthy and powerful, hierarchy, authority, conformity. So, has the left gone too far in terms of climate change? The Republican Party is, the, is one of the only political parties on earth who doesn't even believe in it uh, or that we can or should do anything about it. Uh, meanwhile, the U.S. accounts for 15% of global emissions. The total cost of weather and climate disasters in the U.S. Uh, in 2020 alone cost an estimated $95 billion. In terms of education, the U.S. spends less on education in low-income districts compared to high-income. We have a massive teacher shortage. Schools with higher proportions of Black or Hispanic students have few or offer fewer math, science, and college prep courses. In terms of healthcare, the United or, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for education. Uh, in terms of healthcare, the United States is ranked 35th in the world when it comes to healthcare. Uh, although we spend more on healthcare than any other country, and as of 2020, approximately 29 million un, million Americans were uninsured. Uh, economic and social justice, or social injustice, I think is a better way to describe it, uh, the focus of it anyway. So massive disparities remain along racial lines, and the wealth gap between the rich and the poor has never been higher. Uh, an estimated 45.4 million people and 14 million children lived in food insecure households. Women who worked full-time year-round earned 82 cents for every dollar earned by men. Black women earned 63 cents, and Latino women earned 55 cents for every dollar earned by white men. 2.2 million LGBTQ plus adults experienced food insecurity and 21% of transgender individuals reported experiencing homelessness at some point in their lives. And as we all know too well, about 40% of them have attempted suicide at some point in their lives. The fact of the matter is, and this may be triggering, but facts really don't care about your feelings, the United States for most of its existence was an explicit white supremacist and patriarchal apartheid state primarily focused on the interests of the white landowning class. That land, of course, was acquired and maintained through racialized imperialism, genocide, and slavery, and justified through the invention of race. 
The left, as it were, has made incredible strides in reforming that system into a more equitable into a more equitable system. And for those of us who seek to continue that push towards a better world for people of all backgrounds, it is overwhelmingly clear to me, at least, that we have a very long way to go. We'll kick it over to Ashley S. Hey, yeah. So um, obviously, Brian, that was that was a really good opening statement. Thank you. All all were very good opening statements. Um, I would say that I. For me personally, what I feel like the the right wing's main arguments are that the left has gone too far. Um, what, what have we heard a lot of? We've heard a lot of um, it has a lot to do with female reproductive rights. It has a lot to do with LGBTQ plus community rights, it has a lot to do with crime rights, and it has a lot to do with violence. Right. So um, if you look at the core of it, my I guess my main point of contention would be education levels. I really do think that it, it, it all, I mean, that's a broad statement, but I think that a majority of it comes down to education. So if you go back to um, what our first speaker said about, you know, um, which cities tend to have the most crime rates, right? It's going to be your Democratic run cities and which women seem to be the most happiest. It's going to be Republican women. If you guys actually go and look at these studies and then you look at the studies on these studies, you'll find that these people, like these people that are the happiest, the women um, and and um, so on and so forth, they're going to be the women that are less educated. Um, so if you look that um, if you look at some statistics, it's going to say, yeah, you know, 56 percent of men agree that the United States has been be, become too soft and feminine compared to only 34 percent of women. Well, if you go and you break that down, um, you'll look at the, the percentage of men versus women that say they're happier with these traditional idealistic uh, idealistic ideologies, they're uneducated. There's got to be a correlation between why uh, women and men that are more educated with college degrees seem to have these thoughts that are so different and far from the right wing. And then when um, the point of contention saying that like it's going to be your more liberal cities and states that are that have the highest crime rates, first of all, where do people tend to flock to the most? It's going to be your bigger, more urban dominated areas, right? Anytime that you have a, 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 a dense population, you have so you have a melting pot. You have so many different um, genders, races, uh, cultural backgrounds. That's going to cause, in and of itself, more conflict. You're going to have more crime. But the fact is, is that the stats are wrong. Actually, the study found really that if we're talking about uh, crime versus murder, that actually uh, murder rates are 40% higher overall um, in, in states that Trump carried versus Biden in 2020. So, so it just depends on what uh, stats that you want to cherry pick to correlate with your argument. But I think that at the core of it, we could all agree that when you have a melting pot, you have an area that draws more um, cultural and diverse, you know, backgrounds from every demographic, you are going to have more conflict. That is just common sense in my in my opinion. I don't think that that is something that we could just pin on one party or the other. That's why there's so many studies on it. And that's why I just love, I just absolutely love sarcastically that incredibly right wing um, wingettes, you know, like to choose studies that will support their 
ideologies. But then when you present conflicting studies, you'll find overwhelmingly that they go, oh, well, what are, what's the credibility of that? What's that? Like, I'm, I'm looking at the Daily Mail. Well, I'm looking at, you know, universities. I'm looking at the New York Times, you know, like the, the there there has to be some some give and take. Um, as far as which studies that you want to actually look at and, and choose to believe. Um, there's also a study that says people tend to believe studies that already support their preconceived notions. There's a big study on this as well. And I think that just as human beings, we can agree that that's right. I think the biggest thing for me, as far as right and left wing, um, we could all get down to some, some, um, monies and things like that, sure. But but if we're looking at basic human rights, I would see that the right wing, I have seen, especially just in my lifetime as a millennial, that they've continuously tried to silence the voice of women, silence the voice of the LGBTQ plus community, keep us in poverty, keep us without access to universal health care and education. Um, all of these, I agree with Ryan Radical Coder, are, are ways that the co government controls us. The government tries to control us. And the more the government controls their people, um, the, uh, leaving them without the option to gain access to these resources, the more you're going to find that um, you're going to have unhappy versus happy um, you know, statistics to show. It's just, I don't think that people are getting down to the core of why. Why are these people more happy versus unhappy? Why are we doing these things? And I think that, I think that the right wing saying that they're all about more freedoms, I think that that is, is just the wolf in sheep's clothing. They're telling people what they want to hear when the truth is they want more government control. They want to keep these people that are already up here, up here, and they want to keep those of us or that are down here, down here, period. End of story for me. Thank you very much for that opening as well. And before we go into the open conversation, want to say, folks, if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, we have many more juicy debates coming up. We are going to kick it over to both teams for this open dialogue. Thank you very much for being with us. The floor is all yours. Ashley, Radical Coder, Infrared, and JF. All right. I'd like to answer to a couple of points from Ashley, who claims that murder is higher in Trump states. The thing is, we know the mechanism behind this statistic. Uh, I don't only read the Daily Mail. I read the studies, too. And what we know is that Trump states, being right-wing states, end up having uh, laws and, and respect for gun rights that is greater than leftist states. However, the crimes are high in Trump state because the crimes are high in the cities that are controlled by the Democrats. It is not the Republican areas in the countryside that are inducing these statistics. It is really the, the cities. And I, I, I'm kind of stunned at one of the admissions of Ashley which is that more diversity in gender and races tends to create more density and more crimes. Uh, that, that is something that we don't hear from the left very much. You seem to be in contact with a truth there that your colleagues of the left don't often acknowledge. Oh, thank you. I think that that's common sense. I think that most anybody that would say you're going to put 100, people's, 100 people in a room that have completely different ideologies, gender, race, and uh, cultural backgrounds would definitely have more conflict than if you put 100 people in a room that do not. Does that mean I'm a white supremacist? No. 
but that means that I have common sense. Thank you. But would you say diversity isn't our strength? I would say diversity is definitely a strength. I'm saying when you put it in a high concentration, overall, worldwide, you're going to see that. It has nothing to do with whether or not we should or shouldn't participate in encouraging cultural diversity and backgrounds. It's just a, it's just common sense. It's common sense and a statistical fact. So yeah, and I would, uh, okay. I was also just going to add to that, like um, in terms of the like diversity stuff, uh, I think we do see, or at least my understanding, and I, I, I don't have studies on hand or anything about this, um, but like the, there, when, when you put a lot of different people in like the melting pot situation, um, uh, initially, like uh, you do tend to see that, like that, like spiking crime uh, and things like this, um, especially, especially if it's like super population dense and very uh, low income, um, but, which kind of is to be expected. Um but uh, I, I think over time, you do see uh, more cohesion uh, between the different groups that are that are melting, quote unquote, melting together, you know, um, and, and like people like becoming like more OK. Like there's a, a famous uh, bit that like Tucker Carlson complained about of like people coming back to their city and uh, a bunch of people were speaking Spanish. But then like if you read further down the article, they're like talking about how like they're, they've been learning Spanish and they've started getting along with people that they didn't think they could before. Um, and so there's things like that to keep in mind as well. So I would just want to say. Um... Responding to the openings just broadly, I'd, I'd propose the question, how much of this could be like a kind of no true Scotsman thing? And what I mean by that is that I'm I'm hearing a lot about uh, values that are purported to be the values of the American left wing. But don't the actual real existing leftism, meaning the actions and activity of leftists, doesn't that have any bearing as far as the the topic of has leftism gone too far? And what I mean by that is that if we're going to define, for example, these important left-wing political causes such as free health care and the whole, even, even the climate stuff, which even I don't agree with, uh, but it, just, just if I were to grant that to you, that that's a kind of ideal policies you want to get through um how effective are leftists and even being able to realize that you said okay well the right wing focuses too much on the drag queen story hours stuff well let me tell you something i know a lot of leftist organizations and i've had experience with leftist organizations and if you go to their meetings they will talk about transgender issues for like 90 percent of it they don't tolerate any dissent or disagreement whatsoever on that topic, they make it very loud and clear where they stand as far as this highly contentious culture war is concerned. I mean, for International Women's Day, for example, an organized leftist organization called the PSL decided to hold a drag show. And it's like they they put they pour so much resources into the culture stuff. They are so harsh to anyone who doesn't agree with it. I, can, I don't really see how this focus on maybe frivolous cultural issues is coming from the right. I think on the ground, when you try to organize with leftists and build a movement, you know, even, even Bernie Sanders' campaign in 2020, it's like you they couldn't do anything. They were totally kept on a leash because of all this woke bullshit and it, it made it impossible for them to reach ordinary people in an effective way. So my question would be... Just to be sure is, we get to the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just want to say real quick, like, is leftism really just all these policies you're talking about? Or is it this deranged woke stuff that's preventing any real left wing politics from ever getting anywhere? You know, 
Uh, I think you would have to look at media, social media versus actual media and what they uh, the way that they also uh, control politics, because it it just the things that you're mentioning specifically um, when Ryan's talking about policies. These are the ways, in my belief, that they that the media and the social media tries to sway your quote unquote average person into getting more emotionally invested in which way they want to vote, which is part of what I was going back to with education. If you're, if it, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I, I was just going to say in terms of like, like, um, well, in terms of whether or not these policies like represent leftism, I think that the values of like, uh, of, uh, of the left wing, quote unquote, like they, they seem to, uh, generally most people would agree that there, there are things like, uh, the ones I listed, um, like social equality, government inter- intervention to varying degrees and collective action, and that all of these policies tend to be in, in line with that. Uh, as for like the, the trans issues being like front and foremost, um, I do think we we are in uh, in the midst of, of something of like a, a cultural revolution in terms of like trans acceptance. Um, and in, in, in the wake of that, we are maybe in, in spite of that uh, specifically, I should say, um, we have seen a, a massive uh, landslide of, of legislation from uh, the Republican Party. Party, uh, that's explicitly focused on limiting the rights of trans people to e- even go to the bathroom, uh, which basically blocks them from engaging in society. I mean, if you uh, want to go grocery shopping uh, and you're not allowed to take a shit um, in, in that in that store, then uh, you're like you're fucked. Like, <laughs> I mean, what do you order HelloFresh? Um, you're, you're like statistically more likely to be poor as well. Um, so like, you know, uh, and all of these uh, things are being, are, a lot of these culture war things, people complain about the culture war, culture war, like the, the, war, the culture war is being waged on, like by the right, like legislatively, uh, absolutely. And it's because- but Do you think some of that, leg- not to cut you off, but do you think some of that legislation might be a response to this mm-hmm. kind of extreme left-wing activism? Because I could tell you before we had any of this legislation, I think it's fair to say maybe this was 2015, 2016. We weren't seeing a lot of that legislation and it wasn't as contentious as it is now. I could tell you that I was I was at college at that time. And in these university campuses, just as an example of the institutions, left-wing activists or leftist activists specifically on that issue were so extreme and rabid and aggressive in pushing for it uh, that I, I can't really... I don't, I don't I can't really say that it's coming from the right just based on my own anecdotal observations, because I was there before it got big. And I, I could I would argue that the right has just reacted to what left wing activists have done. Now, if you want to say this is part of a cultural revolution and that the right wing is being reactionary with regard to the trends of society, I'd also disagree because leftist activists or in these bubbles have no connection to the wider society at all. All they've done is use institutions like corporations, academia, and things that they have power within in these bubbles to push the agenda, not getting any traction within actual society. And then, yeah, obviously the right-wing politicians with huge popular support are going to be pushing against that. But the reason is because it ha- it's not a cultural revolution. It hasn't actually penetrated society. That's why right-wing politicians are so successful, because the majority of people are against it. Well, I think it's penetrated in different places, you know, and and, and like different bubbles for sure. Um, I don't, uh, sorry. I was also in college around the same time. And, uh, you know, I did see like at the time I, I didn't have uh, uh, a lot of the uh, 
the quite as progressive views as I do now, especially on those things. Like I, I was, I was mildly reactionary when the first time someone asked me uh, to use like they, them pronouns for them, for example, I, I, I laughed, you know, um, and, and in retrospect, I, I, I feel bad. I, I laughed at a friend of mine and I was mean, you know, like uh, they asked me to, to treat them uh, like, like as a human being to human being, they were like, Hey, like I prefer this. And like, it just makes me more comfortable. And I, and I, I, I didn't like yield that at all. I was, I was very abrasive to it. Um, and I think that a lot of people feel this way when they're first introduced to a lot of these things, especially with people like um, uh, uh, switching genders completely, like, you know, expressing themselves as a, as a completely different person. Um, and I think uh, like, yes, we're going to see as there's more of this uh, kind of allowed in society. Um, and when I, I say allowed, because I think, you know, a lot of places like or a lot of families even like it, it's explicitly not allowed which is one of the reasons we see such high suicide rates and stuff i think as these things become more public as people can share their stories more you're going you're going to get that pushback um from people who don't want them to do that because that's that's not the norm that's not what we've that's not how we view men and women we 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 have this very rigid uh idea of gender roles uh historically and uh and like who's allowed to present in a certain way who's allowed to wear certain clothes and wear their hair and, and use certain fucking words um and, and yeah i i just i don't uh, uh, I do think that it's it's a reactionary. Uh, just, the legislation is is very yeah. reactionary. Just yeah. real quick though, just to be clear, I just want to say one thing. It's but it's clear that this is not a grassroots thing coming from society. That the only reason it's acquired the publicity and relevance it has is because of the acceptance it's gotten within institutions, not within society, not within communities, but specifically institutions with power, media, academia, and other kind of sites of hegemony. If, if it weren't for the activists who within those bubbles uh, won all of those victories, normal people probably would not be as exposed to this extremely contentious topic as so they true. have now. We should thank those activists for bringing it to the forefront and letting more people understand like where, like these people's experience and, and helping them empathize with them like I did. There's a, There's always a voice. There's always a voice. So like there's a lot of things that we're not going to know or heard of your, your def, whatever your definition of normal is. But I think that um, you, you've got across, across, we're just talking about the United States, I guess, across the United States, you know, you're going to have a large exorbitant, like, as we've seen a huge amount of people that do identify with these issues that are being brought forward, they've just never had a voice before. So you can say that about any kind of revolution, like there's always going to be some bigger boom, so to speak, that's going to bring these issues to the forefront and make people feel like they have the right to, or they're more comfortable to actually identify the way they want to identify and come forward with those beliefs. Right. And, this, and again, it but, goes back to edu education and exposure as, as, as we've, as we've progressed, as far as our technology goes, more people being able to talk to more people across the world, more access to news, more access to what's going on out there. People feel less alone. So I think that that can be argued both ways. I don't the issue think is that we're not just dealing with exposure in terms of people raising their voice. We're dealing with concentrated attempts to engineer. From both sides. Artificially. From right, both but sides. No, but this is what came yes. first. And then you had backlash. No, it first, depends on what was, you want to say. What no, 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 no. I, I can give you a concrete example of this. First, major institutions within society made a push to engineer people's behavior and regulate people's behavior in the way that they saw fit. It wasn't about giving certain people a voice. It was about forcing people to conform to behaviors and sensibilities that were otherwise not uh, they were not disposed to. So That's for example, the, pro yeah. the, pro the pronoun thing, there's some workplaces that would require you to, oh, don't assume someone's pronoun. Say your pronoun first. Okay. Well, the, the bathroom stuff, right? All this kind of changes in how people behave and 
interact on an everyday level, that's where their backlash came from. It didn't I would say your across. foundation was built on sand, quicksand. I don't think that's very concrete. I think in terms of the bathroom bill I, or the bathroom stuff, I think the the bills start like trans people have been going to the bathroom that they so identify with for if, like if it's, decades. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But if it, if it's not concrete, then how do you speak for all of the people who were fired from their workplace and lost their entire livelihoods and income because they didn't want to conform to these new behaviors? If it's I would say concrete. if you if you're getting fired from a job for uh, like refusing to use someone's pronouns or whatever. Um, it, there's probably ways that you you can like if you really just like it's it's so out like you you're so against it you just absolutely can't um then just call them by their name or something like I, I just I think there's like other ways to engage with this that don't require like I think when it escalates to people getting fired I, I I'm very suspicious that it's it's just this mild like I I'd just rather not you know like it it's, it, it probably is escalated to some form yeah but of people people see this as extremely contrived and ingenuine and it just goes mm-hmm. against their sensibilities and you can say okay well. Sensibilities or prejudices. I I don't it's think it's I, I actually don't think it's prejudice though. If you want to, you know, you would give up your livelihood and your paycheck because you refuse to acknowledge that someone issue. wants listen, media can't just decide living in a bubble and out of touch with people's everyday sensibilities. These are the new norms. If you don't adopt them, we're going to fire you. We're going to oppress you. We're going to harass you. Shouldn't our elites and our major institutions represent the sensibilities of the majority? What gives them the right to adopt the sensibilities of an acute minority living in these coasts, these urban graduate students, whatever, and force that on the majority? Why should they expect there's not going to be a backlash given how out of touch they are with the majority of people's sensibilities? It's it's fair to say that when institutions clash with the sensibilities of the majority, those institutions lose the legitimacy they used to have. And that's what we're starting to see. I want to give you a chance to respond, Radical Coder and Ashley. And then I want to hear if he has anything to say, JF, as we've been going back and forth with infrared for a while. Yes, I've been I've been agreeing with us, which is why I've stayed silent. It's almost uh, surprising that uh, I agreed with him so much that I forgot he was a communist. Uh, but uh, I've heard something, I've heard some misconceptions from Ryan and Ashley that I want to bring uh, to the forefront. This conception that Republicans across America are shutting down women's speech or shutting down LGBT speech. I think that what's misunderstood here is that what's mostly happening is that Republicans, and there may be little exceptions, but the vast majority of those laws that they're talking about, It's Republicans defunding certain forms of state-funded speech. It's really Republicans not saying you can't talk about LGBT stuff, but we won't pay you to talk about LGBT stuff to seven years old. That is very different from speech restriction that I believe this is literally the, the term that Ashley used, that those were attacks on LGBT speech. It's not. It's attack on funding of stuff that parents don't want to teach to their children. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say, uh, in terms of like, like teaching it to like kids, like, I mean, like LGBTQ people exist. Uh, I don't, I don't see any, like, um, any reason to like lie to children about, about these people, um, whether or not they exist. I think that's like a a really weird angle to, to, 
to approach it. I, I understand that like parents have reservations about it, but a lot of parents have reservations about their children learning about evolution. A lot of parents have reservations about uh, children learning a lot of things that I, I that they probably should learn in school. Uh, sex ed uh, is an important one, um, especially uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, we talked about this uh, last time we spoke on here, Haas, I think, but uh, in terms of like a, a, at an age appropriate level, um, like you you want kids to understand things like uh, my no-no square, you know, like, like don't touch me there um, and stuff like this. And there, there are also like child-friendly ways to, to talk about like, oh, like, um, like some like people who look who might look like your daddy might some like like might eventually like want to look more like your mom and like so that's, your criteria okay. there would be it's true they exist therefore we should teach it to children. Uh, you, I think that's part of it. I, 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 again, I don't, I don't think we should lie to the children about whether these people exist, especially if they're asking questions about it. I'm not saying it should be like, like part of the kindergarten curriculum to like be like, here's okay, here's our transgender mod module. But right now like, it is. That's the problem. That's absolutely but, not true. I, but I, I would I, ask you then: Would you be up for teaching race crime statistics to children? Sure. Because I, it's I, yeah. True. Well, well. Um, in terms of talking about like racism. Yes. Yeah, in terms of talking about racism with kids, I think uh, kids, uh, especially like no, no, kids, no, I, they, I didn't say no, racism. I, I know, I know what you said. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you said. Uh, in terms of teaching kids about race and racism, I think like uh, like young black kids can certainly experience racism. Uh, I, I think um, white kids. No, no, can, but uh, I, you're I know, what, I, I know, I'm getting totally to it. I'm, I'm not certain. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I promise. I'm not. So if so, there are oh races God, that I, commit more crime, yeah, will okay. we teach it to our children? I understand. I understand because right now we're not. Uh, what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell the kids like, OK, black people do a bunch of crime. I would I would say that, like we we need to teach kids about the history of race in this country, how it was constructed, the way that it worked, the way that it the way that it was used as a legal construct to block certain people from access to institutions, the way that prevented people from living in different areas and the way that it continues to impact the lives of, of millions and millions of Americans. And we should understand see, that, the, that these that these specific legal uh, these legal obstacles and, and forces that push people into these areas and that push them to be uh, so underfunded uh, is the same reason that we see these high crime rates there and we should uh, help well, kids. I, I think, uh, I think and that's where you're proving that, that you're, you're not well, at all basic. When you fair, say it's true, they exist, therefore let's teach it. You don't care about teaching the truth to children. Bullshit. What you care about is injecting your moral discourse into the facts that you don't care about. What the Republicans are doing in states like Florida is they're calling your bullshit. They're banning AP African they want people to be misinformed there's something important here though okay because you just mentioned that if you wanted to include that detail you'd also include what you what you think is the cause for that right Which what i know is, is the cause for that yeah, i mean i think i think it's, it's very 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 rapid well, you you said that, you yeah, said if if you wanted History. to teach children about the the crime you'd also want to give context and and yeah a cause which would in your view would be crime and underfunding mm -hmm. of whatever okay well by that same logic the problem is not the fact that children are being exposed to the fact that transgender people exist. The problem is that the way they're being taught this is getting at to the fundamentals of how they perceive and understand what sex and gender is. If you tell children that, oh, yeah, by the way, you can just freely choose your gender or you, you may not be the gender you were born with or that your parents raised you with. That creates a lot of confusion because you're getting at the fundamentals of their identity and you're actually doing something for their development, which is the most important thing is the development of the child. How are they going to become an adult? Well, when you teach them about transgender ideology, you can't just say, oh, yeah, we have to teach them that these certain people exist. Well, they do exist. You're, you're, what you're hiding, though, is that you're also teaching them a specific narrative and context for why those people exist, which is that they either chose it arbitrarily or 
oh yeah, you you may not know uh, what gender you are. So if children start getting confused about what gender they really are, because it may not be the one they were given by their parents, you're going to see a huge increase. And I think we can demonstrate this empirically probably right now with the current generation of people who identify as trans who otherwise would not have. And that's the problem. So if you want to talk about context, would you also so just be to open, clarify? Would, Haas, would, you, would you be open to presenting? Would you just be open? Hold on, hold on. The issue is, that. the issue is, I think it's clear that there are a great many issues. I do want, just to be, let's, let's yeah. humor Ashley, Haas, just to be sure that she understands the point that you just made. And that yeah. way, as you build on it, she's like, no, able problem, to follow. no problem. No problem. So you do, you do consider that identifying as trans is a problem. Um, I think it's a complex issue and that I think most people would agree that if you're going to introduce uh, the phenomena to children and teach them about something, you have to be willing to teach them about the multitude of possibilities that could be the cause. As far as transgenderism is concerned, I do think it's an open debate as to where that might, the, the multitude of factors that could inform that, that are maybe too complex to understand. There's one side which says it's a, a mental illness. There's another side that says the complete opposite. And who's to say who's right? Nobody knows, right? So if you're going to bring up the existence of something to children, you have to couple that with teaching them the complexity of the, the cause. And if it's clearly not possible in the case of transgenderism to five-year-olds and seven-year-olds, how are you going to teach a seven-year-old, for example, about you know, uh, the origins of transgenderism if you're coming from it from the angle of, oh, it's a mental illness. How are you going to teach them if you're coming from the angle of Judith Butler's gender ideology and theory, which is what they're being taught only, by the way. If you're going to introduce children, school children, to the existence of trans people, you have to be prepared to introduce them to the multiple possibilities of where that phenomenon is coming from. You can't just say, oh, it's coming from people making a choice or, oh, this is the real reason. The truth is nobody really knows, okay? And this insistence on one theory of gender ideology, it's one theory that's not been proven that you're teaching children potentially is destroying their futures and that's the problem okay so in terms of teaching this the when you say one gender even even like like gender scholars gender theory like none of the, like this it's they're not like one like monolith they don't all they're not all might be biased um what don't you think someone who's a gender scholar or theorist sure. yeah yeah of course they're, they're gonna have their own individual biases and, and they're gonna because disagree with each other they're gonna have their biological own biological sex let's they're give gonna Ryan, have their own ideas Ryan a chance to respond they're going to have their own ideas. A lot of them disagree with each other about a lot of these things. Absolutely. There are things, however, that we have found some degree of consensus on, especially in the medical field. So when we talk about whether or not being trans, quote unquote, is a mental illness, this was historically how it was categorized, right? But that's not how we categorize it anymore because we have a better understanding of this now. And what we do categorize as a mental illness, although some people disagree with this, again, a lot, it's not a monolith, uh, people disagree about whether or not gender dysphoria is a mental illness. But this is something that we do diagnose. And this is something that if kids are, are confused by this information, and they're like, oh, well, what if I'm what if I'm gender dysphoric? Well, then perhaps we can have them talk to a specialist. And most people who go visit these specialists, they actually don't end up being transgender, right? So, they don't end up having gender dysphoria, so but be, some of them do. And we should have those resources available to them, especially when we have over like uh, pretty decent evidence um, that, that, that if we try to just like like okay. force it out of them, like try to keep them keep them from ever expressing it, that that those results are so much worse. So to be clear, just just really quick. 
what you're saying is all this hinges upon us respecting the consensus and the fact that there's no way that consensus could be obfuscated or biased by ideology. So you're saying the consensus arrived by the medical community in quotes has nothing to do with ideology, nothing to do with political not. Everything activism. has to do with ideology. Well, I think anyone in good faith could admit that the consensus arrived at by medical bodies on this issue was 100%, at least in part, the result of activism, not because of some impartial and neutral scientific process of review. And the reason I know that is because those scientific researchers in academies who hold dissenting views get canceled and lose their jobs more often than not. Are you even allowed to believe that transgenderism is a mental illness in most of the research institutes and ac academies and, and prestigious universities that exist in America? Forget about whether you think it's uh, credible or not. Are you even allowed to entertain that hypothesis in the affirmative? I don't uh, think you are. I think probably, you but and there's what is what is progression though? Like, let's look back, you know, 100, 200 years ago. I mean, it, it's like, where does it stop and where does it start? Like, if you look back, you know, women who had any kind of, you know, feeling of like, any women that were suffering from any kind of depression or any women that were having real true issues because their voices were being silenced or because they were being controlled by their husbands or they were forced to, you know, birth 10 children and not have a voice in anything that's going on. What did we used to do to them? We said that they were suffering from hysteria and we and we treated them with electrical shock shock therapy or lobotomies like can we not say that we've progressed now to say like well women aren't just hysterical like I guess they really did have some like valid points and have we not put into legislation things that have actually furthered that you know narrative or belief that people were starting to actually become woke to why is this any different like why where do you draw I, the I think line? It's, I think it's different because just because things have changed doesn't mean that the logic is just changed for its own sake for example in the case of women's rights, usually that has come under the logic of equality, that people want to be equal. But the gender ideology goes further than that. It doesn't just say, oh, yeah, we want transgender people to be able to vote and we want them to, to have recognized rights. I mean, everyone agrees with that. And that does follow the, log the logic of progress. OK, but now it's we want no, it's, to it's use your public it, it stays the same. It's stagnant. Well, I'm sorry to say, but progress is not just eternal change for its own sake. Change obeys a logic. And the logic of the uh, transgender ideology, the gender ideology, where it's saying, we want to take your public tax dollar money and use it to teach your children who attend these public schools, because if you can't afford a private school, you're screwed, or you don't have time to homeschool them, you're screwed, okay? then they are going to be forced to uh, uh, agree or adopt this gender ideology and be exposed to it. It that goes does beyond not, that, though. That the, doesn't the, long, obey, the bills that go doesn't beyond that to say we can't talk about it at all. The bills, you, need, you like can, in Florida, don't say about gay it. bill. It goes beyond you, that. You no, don't you're not have allowed a right to, to talk. You're not allowed to, to talk about different genders. You don't have a right to talk to people's children on the That's basis That's the core of, of it. You want to you say it's about money, your tax dollars, and that's a lie. The core of it is that you're a bigot. 
No, the core of it is you don't have the right to talk to people's children about your sexual beliefs and so when they ask ideology. when they ask about different beliefs, genders when they see two mommies together or they they have an older brother almost or sister all that's... almost all of children's exposure to let's call it family life and the realities of gender are things they're going to derive from their homes and from their communities not from institutions trying to test avant-garde. So they see it in their homes and their communities, yet they can't talk about it at school. Oh, you just are they interrupted me. Okay? Are they yes, because I just told you why. I just told you why. Just to interrupt, because, because they can't hear you if you guys are speaking over each other. Yeah. We, so, I do want to mention really quick, we are going to go into the Q&A shortly just because we yeah. do want to get you guys out of here by a decent time. So I'll give you a chance yeah. to respond. Wait, one, one thing, too, is we hadn't heard from JF for quite a while. I do want to be sure. JF, if you had any additional thoughts that you want well, to I mean, to if he in. has a response, he should go first, yeah. and then I'll connect I just want to say after. really quick. Yeah, the reason it's different from a school versus a, a, a family life or a community is because in the case of a school, you're dealing with an institution that's trying to push this avant-garde experimental gender theory and ideology, whereas the observations children are going to make about the reality of sex and gender, they're going to make more organically and more in a grassroots, more in a natural way when they're getting it from their own family life. When they're getting it from this universal standardized institution that, that doesn't have any regard for people's specific particular realities either, by the way, it's a one-size-fits-all gender ideology they're teaching to everyone. Okay. Isn't that like what cisgender ideology is? Like literally one size fits no, all it's universal. Not because there's when only when men, there's when only you're women. Raised like, in a this family, is, like this is literally no, the same no, thing from the other when perspective. No, it's not. When you're it, raised it is, in a family and you are exposed to the norm of, you know, a father and a mother and, and a family life and gender roles, that is not the application of some standardized experimental theory. That is the exposure to the natural and organic reality of family life. It's no, but totally these things have been like socially and legally reinforced for a long time. Like women were second class citizens until about 100 years ago. Like these things have been really, yeah. really forcefully. We have tried uh, to make held, sure that held. on an institutional level, people have equality regardless of their gender, sex or race. OK, they can vote. They can participate in the same universal institutions. But those institutions do not have the right to force themselves on people in the name of a specifically contentious cultural agenda. Sure, and the last thing I'll say before Pat- It just depends on what your definition of that is. Sure, and the last thing I'll say before- I think we can all agree it's a contentious cultural- I think we obviously can't all agree because we're on a debate panel right now. No, 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 he's right right about like it's contentious. I I totally totally agree it's contentious. (laughs) Um, I'm very skeptical that there are um, these like hard line, like this is exactly what uh, what, like everything about gender is is this and this that are like, these are the facts that are being taught in like schools. I, I just don't think that that's as- um, that that's happening as in as many places as as uh, you're alleging. But uh, uh, JF, go ahead. The leftists are amazing in how they try to explain everything through oppression by law. Uh, mm-hmm. The cisgender ideology that Ryan described existed two million years ago in a cave, and it didn't need any judge. It didn't need any politician. It is the natural state of things to which any system will converge back to, no matter how hard you try. Because the thing that keeps the species alive is heterosexuality. Every single person is the son or daughter of a heterosexual couple. And the fact is that you two leftists, and all the leftists, or at least a large part of them right now, want to introduce into the brains of children 
into a means of communication that was meant for parents to teach things to the next generation so that they can in turn live a heteronormative lifestyle and live successful, reproductive, and happy lives. You guys are trying to intervene in there, block the signal from the parents, and replace it with something that you've concocted in some university with funds from the state. You're not entitled to this. We're defunding you. If you're entitled to defund the police, we're entitled to defunding LGBT activism in our elementary schools. And no matter whether we, we succeed now or later, we will succeed one day because you guys are not reproductive. You guys are unable to maintain a species. So whatever is the human species 1,000 years from now, I can guarantee you one thing. It's heterosexual. Yeah, so uh, first of all, to the- I'll give you the last word, Ryan, and then we got to go to the Q&A. Sure. So to the millions of years things, uh, the human species isn't millions of years old. It's like, uh, like what, like uh, maybe 300,000 uh, earliest humans emerged in Africa. Um, and I promise you that there were uh, homosexual behaviors uh, emerging as well before and after and during and continue and will always exist. Uh, the, the, the human species isn't turning. Uh, we're not all becoming gay. I'm not even gay. And while well, I sit here and have this whole conversation, um, I, I am heterosexual, as we say. I also am. Um, yeah. Um, and I just yeah, I, I, I don't think that like like there's never been a point where like learning that people could be gay, like changed my mind about whether or not like I was attracted to to like like female presenting people like that. You don't it's, it's know never that. happened, you know. Uh, well, I guess. You don't uh, know. But, uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And someone might I, I would say it might be possible that uh, someone understanding or someone finding out like homosexuality exists. It might open their mind to, to considering that they might be homosexual. I don't think that's a bad thing. You do. I don't care. This is a good time to go into the Q&A. I want to say, folks, if you didn't know, I just put a poll in the live chat on which side you thought was more persuasive tonight. You can click on that poll and vote. So if you're watching over at Radical Coders channel or Infrareds or anywhere else, come on over and put your vote in the poll. We're going to jump into it. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Miles Kinslow says, Hey guys, we are now at the point where political opponents are ar arrested. Society doesn't know what a woman is and their stupid identity politics is increasing racial tensions and hatred. So yes, the left has gone too far. I think that's for you, Radical Coder and Ashley. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't think that like, uh, I think again. I think identity politics. A lot of these things like are responses. Um, like uh, like JF was kind of uh, complaining at it about like, oh, why is it always about oppression? Well, this is like the the thing that we're like looking at is the it, it is the logic of it. It's, it's a dialectic, if you will. Uh, as I, I think like um like like there's this response to like being forced to behave a certain way or being excluded from a certain part of society that you uh, have no. Uh, justifiable reason to be excluded from except for that like people don't like the way that you express yourself or that you present yourself um and uh yeah of course people are going to uh, push back against that like you're always going to see that uh, in terms of the racial stuff i i mean we are we're like we're like dude the civil rights movement was like it was like 60 years ago like uh ruby bridges still like all these like all these people are um a lot of these things that happen are, are very much uh not uh Sorry, they're not ancient history. They 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 influence people's lives. There are people alive. There are people alive today who like voted to prevent uh like yes. black kids from being allowed into white schools. You know, like and there this are stuff still is, people and, who believe and they that still want that. Like 
<laughs> like we didn't we didn't solve racism and and the, the disparities certainly uh demonstrate this as well i mean we, we're this healthcare i also don't think it's fair to compare gender and, and race you know ex exactly and exclusively sure. i'm just they're, saying they're definitely I'm different saying. i i agree but there are there are there are similarities in the way that uh the the, the law people and react to it them, and yeah. That, yeah this one coming in from summer Rowe. good to see you it says to the yes team does advancement in technology and quote-unquote quality of life measure naturally come with some level of leftist politics if yes what period in history would you model your ideal society on it's very hard to say uh, perhaps some of the improvements of our lives within the last hundred years have been partly caused by leftism i tend to think though that most of what leftism is is a system of parasitism and drainage where they show up in a society that has already built success through the free market, and then they build leftism. They build, for example, the educational system in a way that drains this success and eventually shuts it down. But perhaps there are things like uh, giving education to people who in a free market world wouldn't have had it. Perhaps that helps them in some form, but the fact is that they shouldn't be educated, as we've seen through my statistics. Uh, they are not they are not helpable this yeah, one coming in from appreciate it ethan osborne says haas why do you lick imperial u.s police boots support segregation and theocracy spicy yeah i, I don't know exactly what you're talking about for the two things i don't support racial segregation uh, I don't support uh, American imperialism. I've been deplatformed from my opposition toward it. But uh, as far as what was the last thing he said? So they said, Haas, why do you lick imperial U.S. police boots and then also theocracy? Oh, because uh, it's based. I don't know. I mean, what are you what are you asking? Like, uh, why do I support theocracy? Well, I think we're going to have to grapple with the fact that we've never really escaped religion and uh we, we 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 haven't we don't really live in a secular state either here in america or anywhere in the world really so that's kind of my view that reminds me folks all of our guests are linked in the description so if you haven't yet check out their links that in is including at the podcast as we put all of these debates on the modern day debate podcast that you can find on apple Podcasts, spotify you name it so regardless of where you're listening you can find our guests ashley radical coder infrared and jf's links in the description box this one coming in from summer row strikes again says to all debaters do you see a resurgence of right-wing politics in the mainstream during our lifetime if yes, how do you envision it manifesting? Uh, I, guess I think I'll... we've kind of seen in 2016 the start of a rise of a new generation, of a new type of right-wingers that we hadn't heard for a couple of decades. Whether it's going to keep the momentum, I don't know. It's hard. We got censorship that hit us. But uh, we might come back hard, mostly through the evolutionary forces that favor us. Conservatives just make more babies. I'll, I'll agree with Jeff that we, we saw this this rise um, uh, of this new uh, I, I I call it I, I after I did a Google search for this apparently a lot of other people too call it this as well but I consider it like a kind of like postmodern neo fascism. You got it. Anybody else? Yeah, I think uh, yeah I agree with others when they say it's already 
been gaining traction. Um, but I think I think actually it's going to encounter a limit, and that limit is going to be after one makes it clear that they reject the cultural agenda of the left. Is that really the end of politics and the end of you know ideology at that point? I think I see it actually as a clean slate for a new beginning instead of an end point. Because I don't think a politics exclusively defined by rejecting the left is viable. Because, you know, uh, to give you an example really quick, Ron DeSantis is trying to co-opt Trump's MAGA thing. And it's just based on reacting to the left's culture agendas, which everyone already agrees we reject. So that I, I just don't think it's enough, right? That's my opinion. I think I think that any time that um, yeah I do I do agree also that we've seen a resurgence of the extreme right wing um, I guess quote unquote old school beliefs but I think that any time that you're that a revolution or change is coming that you're going to incite response from some of the most extreme people that are in our nation so I think that it makes sense why why we see so much anger and pushback because you're you're trying to make change. I think that that's just in history. Any any great changes that have ever been made have come through revolution. And that's always backed by a lot of passion, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, and a lot of personal experience, which makes it more passionate. So I, I that's my two cents on that. You got it. Summer Rose strikes yet again, says, JF, do you see multiculturalism as a lost cause? Why or why not? Can't we educate people from different backgrounds to become productive and non-envious to our society, just as we do for people with dyslexia, for example? Well, uh, it's a last cause in the very long term and under our current societal functioning, because we have democracy and democracy reduces systematically to a, uh, a digital fight between the center left and the center right, no matter how zoomed in you take. And within that fight, within that binary fight, it's very bad to have people with extremely different sets of interests, like the blacks of America, the whites of America. So it creates too many conflicts in too many dimensions for politics to resolve well in those cases. So no, it's not viable multiculturalism. Gotcha. This one from Light of the Twin Lamps says, clockwise, starting from top left. You say, okay, let's see. Just have to be sure that these are appropriate nicknames. <laughs> female NPC, that's not too bad. Is female a bad word nowadays? I heard it. Just someone yesterday corrected me. They said, I'm not supposed to say male and female anymore. It's like men and women you're only they, supposed to see. They were probably a leftist. Here, here's my advice. If you're if you're going to call women females, like a lot of it, you're going to make a lot of them like really uncomfortable. So, really? What if I call them, What if I call males sure. like guys males? Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of weird as, as well. Like it's kind of a like a very scientific way to refer to like a human being, you know, like it's Oh, I really? Call myself a female all the time. Sure. Huh. All right. Well, this the and NPC Ashley. In case you didn't know, that means you're you're a non-playable character. They think that you just read the script of the left verbatim, and that's basically your function. Ashley, is this? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's definitely my function. All I do is exactly what Radical Coder tells me to. He sends it over ahead of time. I read it, and then I just make sure that that's exactly what I portray online. And in return, I get feet pics. Don't worry, yes, they've, yeah. they've, they've got other insults. They say wall of text simp. 
I think that's radical coder. What does this mean? Do you guys know what this means? Yeah, he's wall definitely a simp. He's my simp. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wall of text just means that I guess I said a lot of You're just things. going on and on and on. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, he said a whole bunch I have a lot to say. I'm passionate about this no. stuff. I care a lot about these issues. I think they're really important. Yeah. In, yeah. Infrared, they call you Chad. I think that's supposed to I have a feeling. Oh, that, one, one that your, one's for me, actually. That makes sense. This is one of your fans. Now, uh, JF, I, I don't. They say Boomer Coomer. Is this. That's not good, is it? A boomer coomer. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, no, you, there's really no good way to phrase it. <laughs> to frame it. <laughs> that's God. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, thank you, Light of the Twin Lambs, for your support. You're uh, all in love. It's a term of endearment that they call you uh, a coomer, JF. Or, but we do want to say our guests are linked in the description, folks. Even if you're at the podcast, Ethan Osborne says, "Haas." Since you think climate change is a hoax, why don't you get certified and join me on the front lines of the wildfires this season? Training is free, bro. Let's see what you're made of. Um, Adam, am I even allowed to talk about this topic on YouTube? Or? Are you allowed to... Because yeah. we used we hosted one like a year ago, but that's funny you say that because I was just thinking during this debate, like in the first, somebody said something that made me think of global warming, and I was like, mm -hmm. I wonder if we could do that topic anymore. Because a year ago it was fine, certainly five years ago it was fine, but I was like, I don't. That yeah, might be one. I'll, I'll, I'll first of all, I'm not. I don't deny climate change, but I do have skepticism of the uh, the whole. You know, oh, it's all driven by carbon emissions. I'm just slightly skeptical of it. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you're just going to have such a superficial analysis, I'll do that when you come to my home in Michigan every winter when there's a snowstorm and you shovel my driveway. And if you shovel my driveway and pour ice on the road so I don't slip and fall or whatever, then I'll help you out wherever you are in uh, California. So I think it's only fair. Super interesting. This one coming in from Thunderstorm says, I'm neither right nor left. The left seems like a cult, though. They say only hiring their own from colleges in government and corporations using the poor and minorities as a political tool that they never actually help. I'll give you a chance. Radical Coder and Ashley. I'm guessing I think that that could be easily, easily, easily said for both sides. I think that that could, I mean, honestly, everything that was just said could also be applied to the right, 100%. Uh, I would, I mean, I, I would definitely agree that like a, a Democratic Party like doesn't do enough to like actually help people. Um, I mean, I, I'm pro things like reparations and stuff. Uh, it's literally like unpaid labor that has put people in like worse positions in life um, and, and all the things that piled on top of uh, that unpaid labor, um, that like things like that. Are, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fine with it. Gotcha. Someone told me that if you use the word female, it makes you like a Ferengi in the Star Trek show. Are they like autistic type aliens? Do I come off as autistic if I say female? I don't know. Some, so it I think it, a lot of it depends on context, but uh, yeah, it, it, it can. It can. I oh! <laughs> I, don't know. I call like, myself a female. I, I think it's... I, yeah. yeah, I think it's a little different, but I, but I, I understand. I it's like actually. the technical term, so you sound like robotic or something because it's, okay, I get it now. That's, okay. Ethan Osborne says, Haas, I'm not drunk this time, bro. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Haas, do you recognize this individual? 
Ethan, no, I what what is what's the what are they saying? Did you have some sort of drunken encounter with him in the past? He says Haas, I, I'm I've debated drunk. a lot of drunk leftists on my show before. Like they come in my VC and they kind of just are drunk. But I that one I don't. Anyone in my community recognize? I don't. Ethan Osborne is their name. But I also have to say, folks, I have to say oh, we want to say thank you guys so much, and I have to say thank you to the speakers because. All of our speakers, they've been on here more than once. The speakers are the lifeblood of the channel. And I, I just want to say, you guys, the reason I'm wearing this suit. Does it, do people know the reason? I put a couple Easter eggs in today's debate. One, I'm wearing a suit. Do you guys not know why? It's 100K. You guys hit 100K I, I'm uh, celebrating. By the oh, way, this, wow. is, this is my way of celebrating. As I thought, I was like, should I call friends? We go out to dinner or something. I was like, no, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be with the channel to celebrate. So I am thankful to get to celebrate with you guys. It happened this morning. The folks, that audience, my friends, the speakers are the lifeblood of the channel. So we really do. We want to give all the credit to them. Because if this was just me debating myself every night, it would be terrible. The other thing is, there's another Easter egg. In the names, I put Ashley S. Do you guys, you guys recognize what show that reference is? Okay. This one from Summer. He says, to all debaters, do you feel well represented by the political parties in your area? What would your ideal political party look like? I don't know if he means, like, what would their race be? <laughs> or if he means, like, what would their ideology be? Probably that. Just that. Yeah, Let's that's go with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, per personally, I feel uh, split. I feel torn 50-50. I don't know what the, what the ideal political party would look like i'm gonna go out and say that i i don't identify as democratic as democrat or republican i don't i don't agree with everything the democrats do and i don't agree with everything the republicans do just to touch briefly like i i am a gun owner you know for instance like i'm not i'm i i'm i am all about like less government control the better so i used to identify a lot with the republican party um and when i started seeing some of the ways that they were controlling people uh even even harder in some areas than i feel like the democratic party or than the republican party or vice versa democratic party was then i started kind of i i don't know i i don't know what it would look like but i know that this ain't it i know that just republican or just democrat ain't it that it's i, I don't know exactly like i have a lot of thoughts but i'd have to go on for like a 30 minute spiel and we don't have time for that i just i don't know exactly but i'm not i'm not a yellow dog either one i will say that there were some questions brought up today that I didn't, um, I mean, there were some questions I have that weren't brought up today. You know, I didn't get to go on that, but one really important thing, um, what, what is a woman? I think that in general, any, anybody that you look at that you meet on the street and you think, Hmm, that's probably, that's probably a woman. Like that's a, that's some, that is some quote unquote female characteristics, feminine characteristics. I think that that's what we could say as a woman, you know, I think that we all know that there are feminine characteristics and masculine characteristics. If you tend to have more masculine characteristics, I would immediately, my brain would associate, oh, okay, male. If you had more feminine or female characteristics, my brain would automatically go, oh, female. So I'm sorry, but that's just a question that's been brought up a lot we didn't get into. And I really wanted to say, like, I don't think it's that hard, guys. Um, yeah, in terms of like feeling represented, um, I, I mean, I, I definitely uh, compared to the Republicans. Yeah, I mean, Democrats look like uh, look like angels. But um, uh, in terms of like the like the societal goals, I, I mean, we got we got such a, such a long way to go. You know, um, there's like so much to be done, and, and Democrats are uh, a lot of times like dragging their feet. You know, and uh, 
Um, I, I just I just think we we need we need to put more pressure on our politicians to to like do more to help people and uh, like help. I mean, like uh, Biden, like Biden ended like child poverty briefly, uh, which is a, a bizarre sentence to say, like we briefly ended child child poverty. Right. Um, and then that uh, the that act or whatever, whatever the, the bill was like it ex expired, uh, I guess. And like it wasn't renewed. And it's like, why? Why would you just let that go? Like, like we were literally like feeding like all the everyone was able to eat. Like, that's really important. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people are underrepresented. A lot of people don't have access to the voting booth very much. Uh, a lot of Republicans are, are like, again, we talked about like, over 250 bills that are uh, forcing people out of or like, like making it harder and harder for people to vote. Um, and there's a million other things like that that I, I just I. I I would like to see more people be represented. Um, I, I like uh, inclusion and diversity and all these things, diversity of opinions and diversity of all the other uh, traits. Like I just, I, I like people. Um, I think that it's better when there's more people that I can interact with and learn from and who can make the world a better place around me. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I don't see why any good reason to like, um, uh, like stop like hinder people from from thriving I, I definitely like strongly disagree with jf that like uh, a lot of these people are like lost causes and like like uh, i think that's a uh, uh I, frankly i i i uh I think it's I think it's rooted in some some beliefs about uh, about certain groups of people um that uh, uh he, that he holds on to but um it's neither here nor there i guess anybody else on that question so i would say really quick i would like a uh explicitly working class centered third party that just says you know we need to put the interests of the working class at the fore and uh no compromises as far as you know culture politics upholding the mass line you know the popular line i'd like to see a populistic party that's not bold into the special interests or uh you know the ruling class but that's just me what I'd like to have is an anti-redistributionist party, and our slogan would be, even when you're starving, we ain't helping. You got it. Thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Light of the Twin Lamps says, why left? Why does the left want open borders for masses from third world who do not share the same tolerance of the LGBT? Uh, well, I mean, I'll first of all, I'll say I don't I don't think there's like any um, U.S. politician who uh, has advocated or like any yeah for open open borders. Like, I don't know exactly what that that policy even looks like. Um, like uh, but but in terms of like people being able to like 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 move here, like that's that's probably good. A lot, a lot of people do have um, uh, uh, regressive views on on a lot of things that I, I I think they should evolve their views on. And but I would say uh, we do see that, uh, especially um, like the uh, for example, um, uh, the Muslim community in America is generally more progressive on LGBTQ stuff than um, um, even even like uh, uh, at least uh, a few years ago the Mormons. Uh, although the Mormons did uh, come out. No, backing, I gotta push uh, back on that. The, the Mormons true. did come out backing the defensive uh, or the, not, was it defensive marriage. I, whatever it was um, it's not true uh okay yeah that's i'm around dearborn michigan right now and i could tell you there was a huge controversy over uh, a lot of lgbt literature in school libraries mm -hmm. and that became like a huge national controversy and the muslim community is very much still like extremely hostile to uh 
to that. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to, I, I wasn't uh, saying otherwise. I do think there is a lot of, like the, the more conservative side of that, absolutely, uh, I agree. And they, they're uh, in lockstep with the, the Christians who hate them so much and who tried to ban them from coming in here when Trump had his Muslim ban that was uh, overturned after seven days. This one coming in from, do appreciate um, it. Go ahead, Ashley, I didn't mean to. I was just gonna say that I um the human in me wants open borders, but the, um, I guess the American in me supports uh, strict border rules, so. You got it, and heads up folks, we can't take any more questions. We wanna get our guests out of here tonight. We're a little bit over already what I was hoping to get us out of here by, but this one from Dustin Buck says, Ashley and Radical Coder, why don't you give your belongings to minorities? I have many times. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. So yeah, everything I own is behind me. You can see it all. I, I yeah, gave it all. I, I gave actually, it all to a black guy on the road. I'm actually glad they asked that. Like I, 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 I have done many. I have helped spearhead many. Um, like when when Ryan was talking about um, children in America that are going hungry, and at the time I lived in a very Republican conservative town in Oklahoma. Um, one might even call like one of the more like you know rich towns like people that had a lot of money it was you know and um i i did a an entire program or help spearhead an entire program anyways that um we would pack snacks and food and things for kids during spring break because a lot of these kids during spring break they don't have food in their homes their parents are working they're going home and they don't have snacks or things to eat like they they're able to get at school so yeah, and, oh, oh, sorry. i, I, do, I do anyways i do actually do more than just sit here in a corner of my room and and talk about these things. I actually believe in them, and I do support um, LGBTQ. I support uh, poverty, and I do my part as as well as I can with the resources I have to help make the world around me a better place. And I, I really encourage and implore you to do the same, whoever asked that question. Yeah, and I just wanted to add because I, I memed a little bit at the the beginning of the question. Um, but uh, the, the I mean, I not first of all, I, I don't really make much money right, like right now. I'm not, I'm not exactly rolling in it. Um, but even if I was, I don't think that uh, like individual donations uh, are gonna, like that's going to like serve as like uh, like the reparations and 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 the the investments that I think are needed um, in, in a lot of these communities to to make real change and give them the agency to make the changes that they want to see. Um, so yeah. Did you hear? Were you being sarcastic earlier, though, Ryan, or were you being? If maybe you were being sincere. I own. I own more than what you see behind me. I have Rubik's. No, no, not that. I did. I hear you right. I thought you said that you. And I'm not joking. I really thought you said this. This is why I'm asking. I was like, really? Like, or was it? Did you say you gave all of your stuff away to a black guy on Reddit? Yes, I was memeing. I was. I was. I was memeing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, young kids, for teaching me the memes. And this one coming in. Is that? That's a meme? Okay. This one from Ben Noak says, question, Ashley, do you believe the deadly spread of the let's quote uh, the left's woke mind virus may be an explanation for the Femi paradox? Well, what the heck is the Femi paradox? The Fermi Fermi paradox? (laughs) The The Fermi paradox means that basically... What happened is that um, if you believe in life on other planets, there's a paradox. So like if there is intelligent life on other planets, they would have visited us by now, right? We would have evidence of that, which I know that there's a lot of controversy behind that, but we would have hardcore evidence. Now the Fermi paradox basically is saying many different things, but one of the things in my interpretation of this question is the Fermi paradox in this instance, one of the theories is that yes, the, the there is and has been 
intelligent life on other planets that equates to or advances us but that that society basically did what we see a lot of right now happening across the world which is where they they basically destroyed themselves if you want to call that nuclear war everybody's gone and so uh, that either they're gone or they're starting over from square one again and that's why we haven't actually seen them so my interpretation is is like this woke mindset where we're trying to just get all inclusive, everybody all together. Do I believe that what we're doing in turn is completely destroying ourselves? No, I don't, because I think that that's a theory. And I think that at the end of the day, if you practice trying to accept others and trying to be a good person and improve the world around you, that a lot of that would include, almost all of that would include um, respecting others' choices to be who and what they want to be, as long as that's not harming other people inherently. You're not out there just actually destroying lives um literally then no i don't think that it is uh, i don't think it equates to the fermi paradox thank you for the question this one and yeah I, I don't think that the woke virus the woke mind virus could explain the fermi paradox i have my own opinion on other life forms out there and i don't think it's a point of convergence of much life forms leftism is basically an accident of history that will last a couple hundred years it will be gone, and most of our history as a species will be heterosexual. Leftism and progressive values will exist as long as there are people pushing against them. This one coming in from the Tinfoil Freak. says, if right-leaning people in government are good with money, why is the national debt and economic situation worse once a conservative gets in office? I think I'll, I'll answer really quick just one point of view that's maybe a little against the left policy. But if you do look a lot of times at um, whoever is now in office and then you look at the policies that were put in place by the people that were there before them, a lot of times that is more reflective of the economic state of things. So I don't think that that's a exactly accurate statement or question. But anyway. Anybody else? I kind of missed the question. So do you want to read it again? I'll, I'll try. Well, I think it's it's more for infrared or especially jf because infrared's technically more socialist if i understand right communist at least you're not you're at least not a conservative so for jf they said if right-leaning people in government are good with money why is it that the economic situation and national debt get worse once a conservative gets in office oh well because there's a contradiction in term between right wing and government a true right-winger wouldn't be in the government. A true right-winger would abolish the government. So I what mean, you see, no. these Republicans that are poorly managing our, our, uh, our state, they are statists, and therefore they are communists, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Right-wingers should not be in the government. You guys should all, all leave. I, that'd be awesome. Well, the, and there's the problem. As long as they think like this, I, I'd rather go into the government and destroy what I can. But when you they look, can, at I mean, they can go if, in and just like be be like decent people, and I, I, I like, and I think a lot of them are, but all, a lot of things they're doing are not decent, you know. So I don't know. I wish they'd stop doing that, and I wouldn't say the things I just said. This one from Go Away says, "When I was four years old, I knew I was a libertarian." Thank you for that. And Night Shift one thousand ten thousand says, "Question for Infrared and JF: Is taxation theft in one word?" Yes. Yes. Wow. Justifiably. I didn't. Okay. Well, are you. Okay. This one coming in from CE says Infrared, are you a Muslim? Yes, I am. Wow. Based. This one coming in from Robin Hood 6143. I believe that gender ideology is sexist 
and as to rely on the belief of a soul that predates the mind. I am a vegan, atheist, anti-natalist, but I think the left is going too far on the gender thing. Disagree. Disagree. Wow. Super interesting. Amelia says, why can't leftists address the fact that if leftism and the LGBTQ plus was developed genuinely, then why do they need reactionary institutions of parasitic ruling class to survive? Um, I mean, like gay and trans people exist and it, the institutions like that have started that have uh, recently started to recognize and acknowledge their existence and 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 you know push back against the the traditional view of these things that, that they should be suppressed. Um, I mean, like you 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 have to have you we didn't get we didn't get like civil rights with with like no institutional backing. You have to have this this uh, this forming of uh, this combining of like activists and um, intersecting interests uh, and all sorts of things. That uh, yeah, I mean it's it's it, it I don't know it. You need, you need think, institutional power to push back against institutional forces, right? I think that it did develop genuinely. I think, again, I'll go back to it's just the more people that hear about, hey, there's other people out there like me. I just, I just don't like saying that it didn't develop genuinely. Like, oh, right. I'm just going to identify as another gender because, you know, it's so cool to do that right now. Like, I just really want to be ostracized and, you know, well, I mean, to be have, fair. One of the highest, high, have one of the highest, you know, uh, levels of, of suicide that's out there. You know, like, this sounds like so given, given how small I that exception genuine. is, whatever your views on it, the transgender phenomena was always very small and suddenly it's become so big. And again, like you have an not a genuine like, reason. You're not that. saying that people weren't out there before. You're just saying that the, that the more that other people know that it's, there's more people like them. <laughs> And that they're not going to be, you know, hanged from trees. That is the proper. They, they, well, when when, when were they? When was anyone being uh, subjected to when that? When has there been hate crimes against the homosexual community? No, you get the fuck about, out of town, Haas. Well, first of all, we're Jesus talking about Christ. we're talking about the transgender phenomena specifically. I don't think people were being. It, it, it all goes hand in hand. Any no, kind no. of LGBTQ well, plus. I think that there's a level which you could call this genuine or disingenuous. I don't know, but I think that there's a level of progression. Meaning, All right, like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to well, go out on a limb. Question, I'm Hold trying on. to answer. I'm, I'm just I'm trying, go I'm trying to answer your question, if, if I can. That it was more acceptable, you know, quote unquote, like maybe back in 2014, 2015, we were starting to accept just like gay or homosexual as being, you know, more acceptable. It's progression. It's progress. It's it's the woke yeah. mind virus. You know, yeah, gay marriage just passed. Yeah, but I'm gonna go out. On a, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the reason every major corporation in America has pushed this agenda is not just because of progress. Every major. Um, yeah, every single one. This uh, one. Even even Bud. Even Bud. Bud Light. If you can believe it, they're printing on their beer cans. You know why? Because transgender oh, yeah. people like to drink too. They sure do. That's just, yeah, not, that's I don't just, know, that's just like, marketing. That's listen, <laughs> listen, do, do you, okay, the majority of consumers of Bud Light in particular are probably not the demographic you want to reach out to in terms of virtue signaling this issue. So I have to so, say, so I'm going to go out on a limb. I could be wrong. Have their sales declined? Could be wrong. Could are they going, going into bankruptcy limb, now? Because I'm pretty sure the they have ulterior motives, but I could be wrong. I'm just you must move on. on. 
Tank Sista says, great job on the debate, Haas. It's unfortunate that you had to team with JF. Oh, come on. He He's sitting right here. I am surprised. Well, there's, there's a lot I disagree with, but, you know, there's a lot of good points made, too. So, you know. I was going to say, I'm surprised that you guys agreed on you guys agreed on an awful lot. This one from One-Eyed Heathen says, everyone, what do you think we can do to improve our media literacy, right or left? Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, we just gotta help people, help more people do, uh, like better critical thinking. I mean, you know, I wouldn't even necessarily just call it critical thinking, like, like thinking should be critical, you know, and, uh, we, I don't think we, uh, we engage or like we're, we're incentivized to engage with media in that way generally. Um, and, and to, I, I mean, a lot of it comes to those incentives, uh, I guess. So I, I'd like to give people the tools to, to break down, uh, things better and, uh, just goes along with more education. To piggyback off of what he said is is that um, don't just believe everything you hear. Don't take it at face value. Do your own research. Read articles. Read studies um, from uh, opposing points of view and points of view that support your own preconceived mindset as well. And then you know do compare the two and then come up with what you believe to be fair and just. Research so, over uh, research. Yeah. Yeah. I would say combat censorship and decentralize the process of truth finding so that we're all on Twitter, we're all di disconnected from each other, we come to our own conclusions and we have a collective way of expressing it that is not controlled by leftist CEOs at Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, left no, noted leftist Elon Musk, okay. <laughs> this one he's from? a leftist. <laughs> I mean, he's an environmentalist leftist. Yeah. I think when we're talking about media literacy, uh, there's no way to promote that because there's no institution that's going to be neutral enough to do that. So I, I, honestly, I would tell you, you know, what's going on with this media polarization? I'm an accelerationist. Let's hit the let's hit the uh, let's let's hit the gas pedal because there's no way to reverse it. So let's just see where it's going to take us because there's nothing we can do to to stop it so decentralized total free speech you know what i mean um no way to resist the wild nature this of information i like free speech this one from chris morlock says for ashley and radical would you agree if lgbtq people are not reproducing biologically speaking their main way of growing their movement is ideological recruitment outside of a family relationship um no, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I again, like if if people like how if if people learn words to describe the things that they're already feeling and then they use those words to describe the things they're feeling, that's not like you're you're just you're just giving people again, you're just giving people words to describe what they're doing. I don't know. It's just it's I, not like a, I don't not, think that, I don't think that the more people that might come out as, you know, um, gay or trans or bi or any of that i don't think that at the end of the day it's actually going to stop the human reproduction like the 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 idea that like the more that people know about this or accept it that the more people are just going to do it it sounds like some closeted homosexual like feelings in my opinion it sounds like you yourself might think oh my god if i'm really going to keep being exposed to all of these transgender people then i myself am going to become transgender or gay like i don't think so like i like penises and i enjoy having sex with men i have had children 
and I still accept these things. Like are people that are so against it, like you really believe that like this ideology, like the, the idea that like people can have other genders is really just going to in, infect the world and that no one else is ever going to want to yeah, have. We're like, talking about children, you know, we're just talking about children. Okay, so as a child, like even like you think that these yeah. children are going to just be like, yeah. oh man, I you really okay, cool. Yeah, like, I, I guess if you, I, I can believe that. I guess if you were exposed to this as a child, maybe you'd one be gay. Fourth, now. I don't know. One fourth, but. they say one fourth of the Zoomers are not even straight. So clearly, you know what else? Like I think that a deconstructing lot of people can play with their sexuality. Nah, I don't know. A lot of people can play with their sexuality if it's more acceptable. But at the end of the day, like when they're twenty five to thirty five, like if they're going to decide like okay what what gender well, if, if sexuality hormones, am i really well, do i want to have a family do i want to do x y and z you make I just life don't... altering decisions like uh taking that's not what the question is asking huh? yeah and, and it, it was for like uh yeah. to, uh, <laughs> i was i was just gonna have like i, I don't know I, I have a lot of gay friends i have, I have a lot of friends of, all, all under the rainbow you know and i I've, I've spent a lot of time with these people i've it's never made me enjoy sex with women less We'll jump to the next one, Thanks. this one. Coming in from, by the way, I just got an idea. A couple of things. One, I asked if anybody recognized the reference of Ashley S. It's from the show Recess. Come on. Oh. Does anybody re you remember Recess, I JF? Did you watch Recess? <laughs> I like it. JF? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what, we, we, the other thing is, I'm going to put a poll in the comments. I just thought of a way to do it on YouTube. So, folks, do want to encourage you to come over to Modern Day Debate, post your vote, or I should say put your vote in in the poll, which will be in the comments after this debate. This one from Summer Rose is, Ryan, isn't, it, isn't an eternal cry of toxic leftists to, quote, follow the science? Or isn't that their eternal cry? He says, why do you not wait the word of the Ph.D. scientist in front of you more highly than your own um well i i mean in general i i, I would give like a, a phd scientist about a specific topic a little bit more weight about that topic specifically um but uh i, I mean I, I would also like you wouldn't just take like one person's opinion on those things uh, that that would actually be the uh what people call the uh the appeal to authority fallacy um the fallacy there is when you're appealing to like one individual rather than like a body of uh of, of people who are who have kind of come to this this conclusion and, and that doesn't mean their conclusions are infallible uh by any means um but it's certainly more reliable than than just like one dude's uh, uh opinions about like, like biological determinism or whatever also, there were a lot of Nazis that were scientists and doctors. Um, so should we have just believed in everything that they thought was correct? You got it. So That's what you're saying is we shouldn't, in fact, always trust the science. Yes. Or we shouldn't trust every. We shouldn't trust everything. You shouldn't trust anything. In science, this one coming yeah. in from Dustin Buck says Riley Gaines was just attacked by a leftist mob. Who's Riley Gaines? She is a speaker for TPUSA, who's an athlete uh, who lost to Leah Thomas, the trans uh, swimmer who won in the woman category. And she feels that she has been robbed of a medal for competing with a biological male. Maybe, maybe she, she should have trained harder. This one coming in, she's jacked. Like, if anybody's ever I'm been sorry, jacked, man. I'm like, I think that's Google. a complicated issue. I'm, I'm, I am being. I think, yeah, there, there, that would, that would be a, a lot for me to get into because I have some ideas of 
both sides a little bit on that, but yeah. It's a difficult thing. She's very fit. This one coming in from <laughs> Dustin. We got Summer Rose says, we got that one. Void Baum says, to the left, how do you reconcile your stance on LGBT as revolutionary when it coincides with multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical companies and Ford Foundation funded think tanks? Sure. So I don't form my beliefs about like, uh, yeah, I don't form my beliefs like based on what those companies push for. Uh, historically, a lot of major corporations probably wouldn't have pushed for these things, um, but it seems they do now, um, probably because though like there's a, a broader acceptance that these people exist, that they should be allowed in society. A lot more people are coming to understand that they know someone who falls under these categories in their own lives, and that uh, helps change their views of them in the same way that being around people who look different from you can change your views about those kind about those people as well. Um, so, like, we're going to see uh, more acceptance, uh, and I, I just, I like, I think there's uh, kind of a maybe it can, it can appear as if there's more support than there really is when a lot of these major corporations, because they are doing it for profit, of course, because that's what they care about. It's capitalism, baby, um, which I am not uh, the biggest fan of at the end of the day. Um, but uh, I mean, like it, they're, they're chasing the dollars, you know, and the dollars at this point uh, are, are coming from people who are a little bit more progressive than I guess that a lot of people want them to be. I think that a lot of points, I think that a lot of, pol I think that all politics are controlled by capitalism right now. So I think that that question is, is made specifically by somebody that wants to try to tear apart another person's ideology based on a double standard. I, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a genuine question. I think that that's like, Hey, like the, you know, this is being supported more by big corporations and pharmaceuticals. But like, if you look back throughout the history, hasn't everything, so uh, I think that goes down to capitalism. I don't think that it has so much to do with human rights. You got it. Last one. Thanks very much. Agent Black said, no questions, just a tiny drop in the bucket. Love you all. Thanks for your support, Agent Black. That means more than you know. And want to say huge thank you to our guests. Folks, they really are the lifeblood of the channel. They are what make this channel fun. So I want to say huge thank you. They're linked below. Ashley, Radical Coder, Infrared, and JF, it's been a true pleasure. Always, James. Thanks Congrats for having What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.